When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is the scariest movie? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. It is spooky season. And people are watching those scary movies. And I want to know from you, what is the scariest movie? 651-641-1071. Why are we asking? You know, so it's funny because uh, my kids have been wanting to watch scary movies and they're they're young enough that they're at that age where I'm like, Ugh, what's too scary to show them? But they know enough to ask questions about stuff. So they're like, are, can we watch The Exorcist? And I'm like, hell no, we can't watch The Exorcist. I'm afraid of that movie. Yeah. Uh, or like the other day, The Shining was on mm. television, and my no. husband was clicking through the channels, and I was like, that's not going to be on in our house during the daylight hours. The kids can't see that movie. That's right, too right. scary. Although exactly. you have to imagine that if they are going to watch it, they should probably watch the TV version. True. I, one imagines they cut out, you know, the blood, scariest parts, the blood flowing through the hallways, yeah, for the, example, you know, the twins and the, <sighs> and the, and the, the, the bear and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All no, that stuff. To go there. Uh, so it led me to ask the question, 651-641-1071, what is the scariest movie for you? Scariest movie. The other reason why I'm asking is because they actually want to watch the movie Scary Movie, and I'm like, you can't watch, you're not, that won't make sense to you because it's all the tropes from the real scary movies. Yeah. So what scary movies are you going to show them? Well, we watched Scream. Okay. Which is like... I don't know. It's more of like a whodunit. You know? It's yeah. kind of gory, kind of scary, but more like a whodunit. So there's like something to do in yeah. the midst of all of it. Um, so that's like kind of, that's where we've been resting, is in the, in Scream territory. Do you have any other plans to show them scary-ish movies? Yeah, I'm probably going to show them Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, you're I'm not. I'm just kidding. No, I would Stop never. It. I would never. No, but that's the other thing is like, what are the, what are the like low-risk scary movies to show them? I don't know. That's yeah. why we landed on Scream. Yeah, Scream seems, you know, I mean, there's that part in the beginning, but. Right. But it's. Other than that. Yeah. 651 641 1071. What is the scariest movie? Holly, do we have any callers? Gretchen's here. Hello, Gretchen. Gretchen, what is the scariest movie for you? Okay, well, there's a lot. And as I got older and have aged and seen many scary movies, the latest one that scared the crap out of me was The Ring. Yes, oh. that one is scary. Yeah, yeah. Especially that girl with the long hair and the oof. The girl and the TV, and it makes you... I was going to say, doesn't she climb out of the TV? TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's real scary. 
Yeah, I get it. That is, thank you for your call, Gretchen. One of my kids found like a picture of from that movie and showed it to me. And I was like, do not show me that. But they don't know the reference. They're just like, isn't this kind of scary? And I'm like, yes, it's very scary. Yeah, because it's just, from a scary movie. They're but they're at that age where they're you know that scare, scaring themselves is actually fun. Yeah, 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 and it's like exciting. Like they're like, it, and it makes them feel like a little bit more grown up mm-hmm. to be able to watch oh, a movie sure. like that. Yeah, thank you, Holly. And then they just you know close their eyes when right. something scary happens. Right, get a blanket. Ugh. Uh, what do you think the scariest movie is? My scariest movie is 28 Days Later. It always has been. Zombies scare the crud out of me, especially when they move fast. Because the, the thing about that movie is the zombies move really fast. Normally, zombies are like ambling Lumber towards along. you like, oh, yeah. brains. And you've got the ability to run away. And unless you trip over like a pothole, you're not going to have to worry dead about the body. Exactly. You're not going to have to worry about the zombies, but these zombies run real fast Mm-mm. and they will eat you and then you're dead. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. 651-641-1071. What is the scariest movie? Who else do we have on the line? Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Sarah, what's the scariest movie? If you're looking for more along the lines of Scream, we really like Sleepy Hollow. I don't know that one. That's the Johnny Depp, uh, Christina Ricci oh. one. That's a Tim Burton film. Is that like a Headless Horseman type thing? Yeah. Ooh. Good to know. Yeah, I've never seen that. So is but that, Tim so that's one are, that, oh, go ahead, Brad. No, I was just going to say Tim Burton movies are usually, you know, kid-friendly or kid-friendlier-er. So that's one I could probably show them. Thank yeah, you. The only reason that looks really gory is because he, he likes to emphasize the color red. Aha. Thank you. Yeah, that movie's rated R. There are some frightening moments to mm-hmm. it, but at the same time, it is kind of a good entryway into scary yeah. movies. Into the scary, spooky Mar- realm. Spooky. spooky. Holly, what's the scariest movie for you? Ooh, I was trying to think about that last night, actually. Probably The Shining. Mm. That right. movie has a disturbing aura around it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the older you get, I think those kinds of movies become scarier because there's a whole like psychological component that you just don't appreciate, I think, as right. much when you're a kid. Yeah. You know, like I knew The Shining was like a scary movie, but I don't know that I really, I mean, because there are some actual scary things in that movie, but I think the psychological layer makes it that much scarier. Same with The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh my gosh, The Exorcist is like, I can't even watch it. I got to try that one again because I think I watched it when I was younger and I was just like, well, whatever. But now having lived a little bit, mm-hmm. perhaps there's an extra layer of scariness to yeah, it. There is. Definitely. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley mm-hmm. show, something that scares me every time we talk about it. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, she, she is scary. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get the Cobra gang together because we got to solve a mystery. This one involving Kim Kardashian and her soon-to-be ex-husband, Kanye West. And their relationship. Right. I mean, it's going to be an easy one to solve. Let's Just do it. Go with us after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we got a little mystery to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, this one involves uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, let's get the Cobra Gang together. Let's do it. Whenever there's trouble, when they're on the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. 
Okay, so uh, Kim Kardashian sat down with Wall Street Journal magazine to mm. talk about this is for the innovators issue. Oh, now, I love this issue. It's is it your favorite? I follow all the innovators. Do you do you keep it in your bathroom? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I want to. Okay, I, I'm trying to decide when I want to make this point, but I'm going to get through the story first, and then I'm going to uh, circle back. Okay. Okay, so uh, she sat down for the innovators issue of Wall Street Journal magazine and talked about how Kanye West is her inspirational person. He's her um he's the meaning in her life. He's the inspiration. The exactly. She didn't say those words exactly, but I thought I'd bring Peter Cetera into the conversation. Uh, anyway, 41-year-old Kim Kardashian revealed that Kanye is still a business partner in her loungewear and intimates apparel brand, Skims. Okay. Uh, she said, quote, he has a piece of Skims himself and gives the team inspiration, but also information. He, Kanye will always be the most inspirational person to me, she says. Then she goes on to say in this interview, again, with Wall Street Journal uh, for their innovators issue, she says um, that Kanye really helped her upgrade the brand and streamline the brand. She said uh, that he told her to simplify. He said, quote, she says, he expressed that there were too many branding situations. He's always super simple, she said of Kanye West. Uh, I know. What? Let's just marry I mean, I guess his style is very simple. Let's be clear. Right. There's never a pattern on anything he does. Right. That's true. So, like, he was basically like, hey, streamline your brand. You've got too much going on. Just keep it. And she said, I really wanted to condense my beauty brands. I wanted one place, one website where everything can live. So she said she wants to launch an entirely new beauty brand. She said, I learned so much that I'm excited to put out a brand that has all the information that I know. I feel like it's going to be my baby. Now, I feel like we just heard about this, that she's gonna like funnel everything into one spot Mm -hmm. and this according to her is all because of the influence of kanye west okay okay his business acumen couple things okay this is the big point that i was going to make from the get-go which is you're sitting down as an innovator for the innovator edition of Wall Street Journal to talk about your innovation for your brand. Very innovative is what you're saying. Yeah, but what she does instead of talking about her own innovation is talk about Kanye's innovation. Oh, that's not very innovative. It's Mm-mm. not super innovative. It's very copy. It's yeah. not innovative at all. But she's an innovator. But see, that's where I'm like, hi, hello. Can I just translate for you? Please, I need somebody. She gets clicks. Mm. That's why she, I mean, it's the Wall Street Journal. People don't pick anything now based on actual, I shouldn't say that, because it's to imply that she's not a talented human. But it's 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 a shell game. Mm-hmm. The reason that she is selected is because she brings eyeballs. The Wall Street Journal understands this, you know, and there is a loose, um, <clears throat> there's a story that they can write wherein she is an innovator. Therefore, she goes on the cover of the innovation innovator's Innovative thing. So innovative. And I get that from the Wall Street Journal standpoint, but for Kim Kardashian's part, I want to be like, girl, don't give your stuff over to Kanye. He is not the reason for your success. Like, own your stuff. But that's part of her story, right? Is like Kanye really gave her the passion for fashion. Like, she was just a hot mess express until he came along and started dressing her up like one of his paper dolls. 
I just want her to... But this is also the woman whose entire career has been managed by her mother. True. So mm-hmm. it should not surprise us that she's very good at leveraging the resources she has available. It's no shame in the game. It's the game. It's the hand she's been dealt, and she's done great things with it. Um, but you, to your point, if you actually want some innovation, I don't know that you're getting it. I, I imagine also the thing that I would say is that I don't know what the Wall Street Journal says of her um, well, this wasn't all about innovation, right? That's just her tack. What was this actual issue about? Or no, it was it innovators' issue? No, it is. Issue. It's an yeah. innovators' issue. So, yeah, so it's about innovators. So I haven't read it. I'd be curious what the justification Wall Street Journal gives for her being considered an innovator. And, you know, did they think very critically about that? One imagines perhaps not, right? Because that... I imagine are a bunch of people innovating things that you're never going to hear about. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we're hearing about Kim Kardashian says she like Saturday night live uh, understands the importance of having an audience. I'm not going to be able to see the innovating because it's all behind a paywall. It is behind a paywall. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what this, well, I will say this, uh, this article lined up, perfectly which the with the announcement of her collaboration with fendi the yeah. skims fendi collaboration yeah, she's in the machine man she's just getting churned up by the machine she is a willing participant it's fine but it's just you know it's just that's the machine man they're just machining. Yeah. Like She's innovating. My, my hermitage and smoke some more, you know, grass, man, because <laughs> it's just all a machine. And it is. Absolutely. I guess my, if I could sit Kim Kardashian West down and have a little moment with her, I would say, Kim, Kim, don't sell yourself short. Don't, because that's essentially what she's doing. Like in this interview, she's making the choice to put Kanye out front. And yes, she has leveraged Kanye's knowledge and she's leveraged her mom's knowledge and, you know, acumen. But like, don't sell yourself short, Kim Kardashian. You're the face of all of this stuff. You get, you can like toot your own horn. Yeah. Toot oh, away, girl. Yeah, I don't think she does that very well. I will say she toots her own butt well, but not That's necessarily true. her own horn. I will say I just love the notion that, you know, they're like, she's a reality star, a mom, a businesswoman, mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, a law student, and a criminal justice advocate. Like, how can one person be all of those amazing things, which just makes everybody else feel like, well, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. I'm an abject failure because I'm like one of those things, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and it also belies the the fact that all of those things that she is, those are... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Facets of herself that are allowed based on the incredible wealth and privilege that being in her position allows her. Like she can right. do all of those things because she is sitting atop a fortune and and not that she should be criticized for having a fortune i'm just saying i i don't like this lifting up of like you are a paragon people you people are going to want to be like her they're not going to be like her right. they're going to be miserable that they're they they're going to think they're a failure as a result and then they're going to go need to buy they're going to need to go buy some skims in order to feel better about themselves right. so mm-hmm. it's just it's like it's a vicious it's a, cycle. It's a you know self-contained um, or boreas. Yes, or a self-contained you know tragedy bubble mm-hmm. wherein you know I can't get out of feeling miserable about life, and my only way out is to buy more stuff. That oh, by the way, this lady is selling to me while at the same time making me feel miserable about my lack of achievement. And you're life. lining her pockets while simultaneously so feeling terrible yeah, because you're not richer. Yeah, and you're emptying <laughs> your pockets. Yeah. 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 Listen, it's like the same thing that Gwyneth Paltrow I does. Back to my whole man. Yeah. It's the same thing Gwyneth Paltrow does. They're, they all making money off of us, and we can They're never be them. They're selling you something you can't have. And because you know you can't have it, you the only way you can feel better about yourself is surrounding yourself with stuff by the way they're selling you that stuff at an overly inflated price when you put it that way <laughs> welcome to our world it's which so pill true. would you like to it's take it's so true you guys oof the major there is no spoon fyi and you'll feel better when you know I, that i hate to get too deep on the show because i feel like people <laughs> Their heads will explode, and I don't want to be responsible for all these people out there understanding how the world also, works. Also, we yeah. want you to just be happy, and the way that we're going to make you happy, oof, is not with this next D-bag segment. D-bags! But, oh my goodness gracious, um, we're going to drop some stuff some, here. We're going to get some get spicy. We're going to get a little Ooh. spicy when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've got some celebrities behaving badly, and uh, we're just going to tell you about them. D-bags! Stay right there. We'll tell you about those D-bags after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. Boy, do we have a couple to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. Bradley, what do we call them? D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes, queen. Bradley. Mm. Who is your D-Bag? My D-Bag today is a woman, I don't know that we've ever mentioned her on the show before. Mostly because she doesn't generally end up in pop culture conversations all that much but her name is candace owens you know what a candace owens is i've heard of a candace owens uh she's a person uh who has opinions and thoughts and shares them she is a uh according to the wikipedia a conservative author talk show host political commentator and activist so in that context she tweeted something recently that 
crossed over into pop culture territory, which is why I chose her as my celebrity behaving badly today. Mm. And here is the tweet. I don't even want to read this. Ugh. I know. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. She tweeted about Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. After you may know, based on stories you've heard on this station in the news, uh, was involved in a terrible, terrible, what appears Horrific. to be accident at this point, mm-hmm. uh, the death of a coworker uh, at the hands of a gun that was held by Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. right? So you know that story. Yes. Well, Candace Owens decided to tweet about Alec Baldwin. And decided to take cheap political shots at him because, of course, I mean, that was not pun. Pun was definitely not intended in saying that. But she took uh, an opportunity to score political points at Alec Baldwin's expense Mm -hmm. at a moment when most people, regardless of what you think about Alec Baldwin, would have skipped a beat, taken a breath. And thought better of the moment. Right. Or done better with the moment. So she said basically he spent four years dedicated to like coming after a president that was in office before this one. And then she goes on to say what happened to Alec would be an example of poetic justice if it weren't for the actual innocent people that were murdered by him. So she's implying that he murdered someone. Do you think this is an appropriate use of a no. social media platform at this moment not as even, a human being? Not even a little bit. So that happened. Mm-hmm. And we can make her a D-bag for that. I think it, you know, I don't care. Like, I'm not even going to say the thing. I don't need to say the thing. Mm-mm. Like, if you're a human, you just wouldn't. If if you have empathy for mm-hmm. other humans, you would not say those things. Right. In this moment. Right. Out loud. Right. To the whole Unchecked. world. Unchecked. Unchecked. Exactly. To the whole world. So, of course, you know, one of the reasons you don't say that is because Alec Baldwin is a person who has a family. And you can imagine that Alec Baldwin has a family. The victim in this particular case has a family. Mm-hmm. Anybody connected to this horrible incident has a family. And they're going to see that. Right. Tweet. Right. Right. So the child of Alec Baldwin, one of the children of Alec Baldwin, rightly took umbrage with Candace Owens' tweet and slammed that tweet. Um, You know, and I could go back and forth uh, with what they're saying, but I will say she just called Candace Owens out and basically said she was disgusting, hateful, and a cancerous human being. I will let Ireland Baldwin make that statement. But even if I wouldn't characterize other human beings that way, if somebody were to come at my dad at a moment like that or my family member in a moment like this, I mean, you kind of get what you get. Yep. You kind of deserve what you get is what I'm 100%. saying. hundred percent. So like Ireland Baldwin's wrath is the least of what, you know, you could deal with in this moment. Mm-hmm. And she literally, what do you expect the child of someone to say in this moment is all I'm saying. Right. So for that, I say, no, ma'am. No, thank you, Candace. Yeah. Well, look at this. Our uh, D bags are of a brand. Oh. Because, oh. again, this is about, uh, you didn't say it, I'll say it. This is about the reality of a public conversation that's occurring. 
because there are people who are affiliated with political parties, it might be the easy way to think that this is a political conversation. It's definitely not. My D-bag is uh, Donald Trump Jr. Oh! Wait a minute. And the reason why is because similar to Candace Owens, he is uh, being completely tasteless. Oh! Okay. He is selling for twenty seven ninety nine. Oh God! On his website, a T shirt. Okay. Oh, will you have like a T shirt club? Is this like that kind of thing? Oh no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Oh, okay. uh, I would not allow for this T shirt. I would like we would have a very serious conversation. <laughs> Nobody's going to do this. Nobody's going to do this T shirt because it's terrible. Donald Trump Jr. Let's be clear. And I hate saying it, you guys. I hate saying it, but this is the story. So the T shirt says. Quote, guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. Oh, man. This is absolutely terrible. And as if that weren't enough, the website goes on to, well, no, I'm sorry. The Instagram story of Don Jr. shows a photoshopped picture of Alec Baldwin wearing that shirt. Oh, God. Okay, you know what What I find particular here's, I don't know what I'm trying to do right now other than pat ourselves on the back. If you listen to the show, because I can hear people right now doing that thing, Colleen. Oh yeah, they're doing it. Where they're like, you guys are just saying this because you don't agree. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to try to make it about something else. Please don't right. scream at your radio because that'll just make you look foolish. But right. We can't hear you. We FYI. Can't, we can't also hear you. No. But if you were to email or something, what I would say is go back and listen to our show mm-hmm. because we routinely routinely have made Alec Baldwin the topic oh, yeah. of this particular segment, yep. the subject. Mm-hmm. We have granted him D-bag status on innumerable uh, literally, occasions. Literally cannot count. Yeah. But this is one of those, it's so obvious moments where you're like, yeah, like this is a moment where this isn't about like some dumb career choice Alec Baldwin made, or this is not about him being mean to other people because he has he's like done some horrible things in his life to other people in terms of the way he's treated them right but now like if you can't in this moment just say you know what i'm gonna take my vitriol yes and put it somewhere else where at least it's not gonna be aggravating somebody's tragedy like that's that's the least you could do right like it would have been easy for us maybe to make a joke at his expense in, in that, like, all of these crass jokes are easy, but we would never do that because that's just horrible to do to somebody in a moment when they're mourning. The right. loss of a friend, a colleague, a co-worker. And Alec Baldwin is not the only person in the story. You yes. said it earlier. There yeah. is a victim. The victim has families, a family. There are multiple co-workers, people who are working together on this project, whose personal safety was at risk in a yeah. moment. There's a lot going on there that if you are not an empathetic human being, you are not doing the work on and if like if your political points can only be made in the cheapest of ways in the worst of moments like, what interested. are you actually what points are you actually making other yeah. than just showing us what kind of person you are it's easy for us to stand here in judgment at this point i get it this is a no-brainer this anybody can make this argument yeah it's not incumbent upon us to do it right it's just it's hilarious that um there were two Mo- like two people that were just like it was like Here, coordinated. Let, let me be a part of your d-back segment today like i honestly think they coordinated they were like you know what would be fun 
Let's show up on the Colleen and Bradley Show's D-Bag segment. Thank yeah. you for showing I up. I think they're regular to both listeners. Not at all. They're not. Trust. They're not. Um, by the way, thank you to but Megan. Again, Megan sent us a tweet, and she said, uh, A lot of the time, I roll my eyes at Mr. Baldwin's and his wife's antics. Right now, I give nothing but compassion for him. Yeah. Awful situation. And she said, and she said she did self-identify as leaning a little bit more toward the right herself. And so she said the two conservative D-Bags deserve the title. Yeah, well, I will, guess thank what? You, I Megan. don't care what their politics are. If it was Kathy Griffin. Oh, if we would be was, hopping on that. Yeah, if this it, is not the time. Yeah. Nor I actually honestly I would argue I don't know that there is a time to act that way. The tragedy oh, no. will still be the I, tragedy. And I, well, I'm going to go a little further and grant people private space to be jerks because I think we're all jerks in private when mm-hmm. given the opportunity because nobody else is listening and I think that's okay because you're doing it in private. What I mean by that is like sometimes you just need to get uncomfortable things out of your mouth and then go, oh, I should. That's bad. Right. In your safe space. That's okay. Like I'm not acting like people are, you know, people don't have horrible thoughts. It happens. You don't take to Twitter and share those horrible thoughts. Because if we all did that, Mm -mm. like it's already bad enough when you log on to that hellscape. Like if we were all taking cheap shots every single opportunity, I mean... I don't know about you, but I would get kind of tired of it. Mm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, lest you think we've had all the D-bag we can take today. No, nay, we have another. A D-bag double down when we return right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we had some extra D-bag. We had to cram it over here in this extra segment. Extra helping. Hey, it's a double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> do you remember a name, uh, Anne Haish? I do remember Anne Haish. Anne Haish kind of like went the way of the dinosaurs. We haven't heard a lot from her recently. No, but she's talking. And she claims <clears throat> we need to talk about her uh, interview in page six because she claims that she was patient zero in cancel culture. Mm. Mm. Okay. Why? Because okay. Mm-hmm. she dated Ellen. Okay. So, uh, in a new interview with the page six, mm-hmm. hi, the actress. Looked back on her former relationship with Ellen because if for the kids out there, she dated Ellen. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. I think they were together for like three years. Uh, yes, 97 to 2000. And in this interview, she talks about how she was made to feel like patient zero in cancel culture. So like, way to get out some like buzzwords there, Anne. Right. To seem relevant in this moment. Now... I want to read a little bit about what she said and see what you think or how what we were to make of this statement. Because to me, that's a bold statement well, like to say that you're patient zero in cancel culture. I'm not even going to have the cancel culture conversation, but but you realize that would that's significant. Well, right? I mean, patient it's, zero. it's sort of like it's one thing for our friend um, Kevin Smith to take credit for the name Benefer. Yeah. Right? It's quite another thing to say, like, I was the first person that's ever been canceled. Okay. 
I was canceled before canceling was canceled. Before canceling was cool. We didn't even know about canceling. So, like, we I was pre-canceled. So you're like, okay, fine. That's a statement. Let's hear your justification for said statement. Because I don't know. Let's go. Right. I'm all for mind uh, experiments, thought experiments. Quote. This wasn't a long-term love affair, recalled Hayes, who dated DeGeneres from 97 to 2000. This was a moment in my life when I was given the glory of being able to stand up for what I believe in and have since and have since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you have questions about Mm -hmm. that statement, right? Mm -hmm. Again, she says she was patient zero in cancel culture and was blacklisted by Hollywood after striking up a romance with Ellen DeGeneres, and then says of that romance, quote, it wasn't a long-term love affair. It was just a moment in my life where I was able to stand up for what I believe in. Okay. She then goes on to say that the two of them faced scrutiny for their same-sex partnership at the time. Fair. Sure. I would imagine uh, having been a homosexual in 1997. You are correct, ma'am. Um, I can say that that was probably the case. But then she said it was her spontaneous gesture to invite Ellen um, to go to the premiere of the movie Volcano. Mm. That um, that moment was just about living in loving kindness. But that's really what made the world angry at her. And was forced and forced her to not be able to do a studio picture for 10 years. And she was also fired from a $10 million picture deal after she was on the red carpet with DeGeneres because it was just a spontaneous gesture of loving kindness. Okay, there's so much going on in there that I don't even know I where know. to start. That I'm like, I lot. don't know what you're talking about. Like, first of all, can we just have the obvious moment? Girl, if anybody was canceled, it was Ellen, Ellen not DeGeneres, you. She, like her, you were Ellen. You were not Ellen. You were the girl was, that dated Ellen. Her show was literally canceled. Because she was a lesbian. Yes. Also, there's a weird thing. Like, she's doing a weird thing, uh, I'm sure you've noticed, where she's really trying to talk her way out of publicly the fact that they were in a relationship. Yes, they like, were she in a relationship for three years, and she has had issues with that since, clearly. And I am not here to tell somebody else's story, but girl, you can't walk back the fact that you dated Ellen romantically for right. three years plus. Right. So you can shine the shine it up any way you want. I almost called it a turd, and that wasn't fair, and I don't want to no, do that because it was a, a real... Turd. It wasn't a turd. But I'm just saying, like, she's yes. trying to put a shine on it in some weird way that, that backs out of of it being a romantic relationship girl we were all there right we were all there that was a romantic relationship and to try to call it what does she call it a time when she was standing up for what she believed in? yeah it was what, as if to say that she dated ellen because she wanted to stand up for the fact that love is love man well, that's she was doing it as like a a, a political, right? Socio lesbian by politics. I don't yeah. understand. I know you can Look, believe in something. Can we get Zac Efron to do that. Okay. I mean, I've heard of gay for pay, but gay for clout. What are we doing here? 
Like that, you know, maybe she was patient zero and gay for pay, but like, I don't like, I don't understand what point she's trying to make other than she was blacklisted because she dated Ellen. If she had said, I suffered because I was out publicly at a time when it was very politically right. incorrect or not publicly acceptable, we can have would, that conversation. We can have that conversation yeah. and I would be here for it. It is valid. It is her story to tell. But like, to say you were patient zero? Right. When the person. And also, you're not really the thing right. that when we the, thought you were. So you were canceled, but like, don't worry, you weren't that thing anyway. What? I feel like she's canceling herself right now. I think she should stay canceled. Oh. Can I also just get in really quickly that she, in this interview, talks about Harrison Ford? And I, I just don't know. It goes. She claimed to Page Six that after going public with DeGeneres, it didn't seem like the studio wanted her for the role anymore because she was doing that six days, seven nights with Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. And she was even told she wasn't going to get the role. But then she remembered being home one morning with Ellen when Harrison called with an important message. Quote, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn who you're sleeping with. We have a romantic comedy to make. Let's make the best one that's ever happened. That is why. Harrison Ford is my hero, said Anne. Okay. I don't understand what we're doing. I don't understand why Anne called this meeting today. Today's Tuesday. I'm very confused (laughs) about what she's trying to say, and it just doesn't make me... Well, can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because I know the answer. Why you're confused about what Anne is trying to say, Bradley? Because Anne is confused about what Anne is trying to say. Like, what Anne is doing is trying to center herself in a time in history, right? Where, again, she wants to be the, 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 the center of the story. Again, Ellen, like, Ellen paid a huge price. I'm not saying that Anne Heche didn't pay Anne? a huge price, but I'm saying Ellen paid a huge price. But, okay, but here's the difference. Ellen opened up a mic and said, I'm gay. Yeah, this is who I am. And then the world said, ooh, we don't like that so much. Bye. Mm-hmm. And has since changed their mind. And then, well, the rest of us kind of got cold on Ellen. It's a whole long story. Yeah, but, but it but had there nothing to journey. do with any of that. Exactly. There was a journey, and it had nothing to do with her being a lesbian. I'm not aware that Anne Heche actually stood up and said, I'm gay. Oh, she's definitely not right now. And now now she's backtracking (laughs) 30 years later or 20 years later, however long it's been. Like you're saying, well, I just did it because I'm really a nice person. Okay, I'll sleep with you because I just want everybody to be happy. Let's sure let's date for three years. But it's not I mean, it's not intense. It's not really romance. I'm just living my truth. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't understand this. Um, also, I don't think you're doing a good job of selling the thing that you're actually showing up to sell, which, by the way, is a movie called 13 Minutes that's going to be released uh, in theaters on October 29th. Because, like, I've spent my entire time being frustrated with whatever circus you just enrolled us yeah. in. Yeah, can't wait to see your new movie. I will say, though, she did She did go for, like, the, the hardcore image rehab. Uh, remember, she was on Dancing with the Stars. I don't. A couple seasons ago. Okay. I think. So, it, this isn't her first time, and I believe she talked about it on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, it was last season. She was on Dancing oh, wow. with the Stars. And she did talk you know, they do that, like the like the dance about the difficult time in my life, and she did uh, probably she clear a, a about it? tango about her life. Um, she said in 1997, 
I met Ellen DeGeneres at the Vanity Fair party, and that was the night that changed my life forever. And then she told on, she went on to talk about going on a date together to the volcano premiere, and they were like, no. And then they ended up being ushered out. I mean, she talks about it, but she never says. She just says she was in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres, and the stigma has been so bad for her because she was in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Girl, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, <laughs> what's your late night habit that keeps you up past your bedtime? 651-641-1071, right?